Riverside. Riverside. <laughs> hey there. Uh, welcome in. As you guys can tell, Gorp is off this week uh, for Christmas. Probably. But <laughs> we have planned ahead. So whenever we are off or we're taking a week off for a holiday, we will have little segments called Getting to Know the Ingredients in the Bag when it comes to Gorp. So your first ingredient in the bag, as you can see, is Josh. And if I can do my best impression of Josh, uh, I will say Gorp today stands for Go On, Righteous People. We will be getting inside the head of Mr. Joshua Berkeley. It's very spacious in that head. <laughs> I thought the hair had to take up something, right? Like the roots, they go down so Yeah, it's so mostly, deep. it's like three inches of hair before you get the skull. <laughs> yeah. So, because we're going inside the head of Josh today, oh. this is our pulling apparatus. It is not your typical interview. He is not just going to talk about himself. It is not a job interview. I really hope it I get the job, though. It will be lovely and random. Josh's first topic. First Ooh. question. Mm. Wow, this is really weird. What is your favorite chat topic? Oh, dude, my favorite chat topics are hypotheticals that will never happen, and there's no reason to talk about them. Like, okay. what were you? Would you rather have no arms and no legs? <laughs> that kind of thing. Those are my favorite topics. Like, it's not really that original, <laughs> but. No, I mean, like, I've, I've been in them with you before. You take these topics very seriously, even though they're insanely hypothetical. They're important, but they, they do touch on some <laughs> kind of psychological aspect. I mean, really, in the end, the question is, what's more important to you? Uh, whatever the – like, if you're in an apocalypse scenario, what do you bring? That kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And I guess that's kind of sort of a foundation for the show, kind of. I don't know. Okay. Depends on what we talk do you, about. Do you have a favorite one? Uh, well, my favorite, um, it's been hijacked, maybe because of the uh, worldwide communal mind that we all share. Um, but uh, I thought I invented this. It was like, um, well, mine was a little more specific than most people's. But it's, okay, you're in a, a high school gym, basketball gym. Yeah. And the doors are locked. You're not getting out. You just have the general equipment that's around. And then a he said general, opens. not genital, general. Genital. Um, genital equipment. Uh, so jock straps, just a bunch of jock straps everywhere. No, but um, uh, a portal opens, and through the portal flows an infinite fountain of, let's say, four year olds or three, yeah, four year olds. Now, these four year olds have primal instincts only to kill you and eat you. Like, that's their job. It's the only thing they have. But um, the question is in that scenario, how long do you last? Or, or more okay. specifically, how many four-year-olds do you brutally murder with your bare hands before you get overtaken? Yeah. Okay, or a bleacher if you manage to rip a bleacher off, right? If, if you yeah. manage to rip a bleacher off, how many can you take out? Yeah, and All my right. favorite answer to that, my favorite answer to that was a good friend of mine, rest in peace. Um, he said, "I will never die," uh, and his <laughs> strategy was, his strategy was he would start off with maybe kill about thirty to a hundred. And now he's making a pile like in 300, you know, like a wall pile uh -huh. of bodies. Um, and <laughs> of four -year -olds? Uh, 
then he makes, you know, a campfire and he's like roasting them and eating them. And like, uh, he makes an igloo of four year old bodies and he just lives there forever. <laughs> how, 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 how did he make the fire rubbing bones together? Yep. Bones. I don't know. <laughs> Ayo. All right. <laughs> so let's see here. What is question number two? Favorite way to get lost. What is favorite your way favorite to way lost. to get lost? Oh, man. Where'd you get these questions? These are good. Um, my favorite way to get lost is to do it intentionally. Um, lose okay. your phone or just, like, commit to not looking at your phone. Have, I don't know, 50 bucks cash on you and just be in a city-type situation where you don't necessarily wow. have a destination. Like, eventually, you got to get find a bed, but, like... I love just being lost in a city somewhere and not worrying about where I'm going. Does the size matter? Nah, as long as I don't run out of road, you know. Okay, gotcha. Well, road or buildings? Because I don't think you're going to run out of road, but maybe buildings. Well, you know what I mean. Like, once you hit country road, yeah. you're out of road for walking, at least. <laughs> gotcha. The, so, the yeah, first walking. That was a <laughs> first on corn, it's over. Find an Uber. <laughs> You've, yeah. you've answered Shel Silverstein's uh, age-old question, where does the sidewalk end? At the first stock of corn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Question number three. three. And I'm not going to do this the whole time because I will I will forget the number eventually. Mm. Ooh. What's your love language? Ooh, baby girl. My love language is... Um... <laughs> affection and quality time most often okay. i'm not really a big fan of worshiping that rubric but if we're just gonna go basically yeah that's that's what it is the the rubric that wrote all of stanley kubrick's movies <laughs> oh my god mr <laughs> sheffield um but no I, I i'm not a big fan of um sticking to any one particular mode of understanding psychology i don't know whatever shut up okay what, what's your favorite way for someone to express their love to you oh i mean same thing quality time affection it's uh, deeds oh deeds gotcha. is one of them too so i have three love languages that's already breaking the rules okay okay all right <laughs> what do you mean by deeds you know like i uh did your laundry for you or uh hey i got oh, I, I got see. some uh i i went ahead and did that little thing that you forgot or uh here's a cake you know gotcha yeah now we're in a fight though now now it's like oh you, you did my laundry now i'm gonna do your laundry Ooh. twice Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah 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 no i just i just uh saw your underwear thought i'd fold them ironed them too uh noticed you didn't iron mine when you did it so i just you know doing mm. a nice thing <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have that starch on your generals. <laughs> A little chafe action, maybe. Taters. Mm. All right. Next question. Your favorite food someone has made for you? Oh, buddy. Wow, boy. that's weird. Right off of deeds. Boy. Oh, boy. Um, Someone one time made some pozole. For me, it's my first time having pozole, uh -huh. and I fell in love. Um, it's just such a nice comfort food. And it's really cool when you catch a comfort food that is not, a like, you weren't raised on it, but you instantly know, like, oh, I could just all day. Um, yeah. Uh, but 
all time is probably mom's fried egg sandwich. It's really simple, but mom made it, you know. Yeah. Does it take you back to like a place in your head? I guess. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> That's not I'm a very about the answer, but you're, you're, you're. I'm getting real depressed. You talking about when I was broke about mom made the one egg sandwich with the one egg. Just, we had a half egg between us. Yeah. I got the yellow. She, <laughs> it's the first time I ever saw a sandwich cut like a flag. <laughs> um, okay, right on. So, do you want to tell us who the person that made the pasoli was? Um, no one in particular. I mean, it, <laughs> a family friend. So it was for my family. Okay. But, uh, it's because I'd never had it, so they brought it over. So that's cool. Oh, okay. So it was like just special for you. It's like, hey, we know you've never had this food before, so we made right. it for you. Yeah, yeah, it was wonderful. Okay. Harmony for life. That and mom's fried egg sandwich. Mm-hmm. On what kind of bread? Any kind, but it was white. <laughs> All right. What album could you listen to forever? <sighs> Can we do a top three? Um, uh, first is, uh, I'm <laughs> not sure if you're... Uh... Answer. You're like... Let me do three. Me... <laughs> um, uh, I'm not sure if you're a long-time listener or anything, but I mentioned Counting Crows like every time. So This Desert Life is a perfect album. Um, also among perfect albums is OK Computer by Radiohead. You can listen to that forever. And um, let's say, I don't know. Let's just do two. <laughs> just two? What do you think? I remember you were really obsessed with Radiohead, and it re- was really perplexing to me. But you were like mm. always adamant. It's, they're one of the best bands of all time. <laughs> they are one of the best bands. Well, OK Computer, as I mentioned, uh, in the late '90s yeah. or early 2000s, Rolling Stone called it the number one album of this, of ever, of rock. Number one album of rock and roll of ever. Didn't they okay also Computer. have the first ever music video too? No, radio no, that, that, that. Video that killed. It was Adam and vi- video killed oh, the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Video yeah, yeah. killed the radio star. Was the first yeah. ever music video. Yeah, it wasn't okay. Adamant. And what was but the other was... one? What was the other one? Uh, not, Counting not Crows, This Desert Life. Counting Crows. Oh. That That's was right. the era when he's uh, broken up with Courtney Cox by then. So a lot of the songs actually are about Courtney Cox. You know, sad breakup album song. So. Yeah, you, you would, uh, you'd always said them and Matchbox 20 were a couple of the best concerts you'd ever been to. Well, I've grown up since then. Uh, Matchbox 20 is really cool, but like... <laughs> I haven't listened to them in a long time, so they they haven't made the gotcha. cut. Well, not, not albums, I'm saying concerts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said that um, they were well, one of the well, better I, concerts you've been to. I hadn't been to, I've never been to a Kenny Crows concert, but Matchbox, I went to oh. one in uh, Colorado, and the main guy, Rob's, Rob Thomas, got um, <laughs> uh, altitude sickness. So, like, halfway through the show, he left and went to the hospital. So he did an encore, oh, no. and the encore concert, like, it was, like, months later, they came back for the fans, and it was free, and um, it was pretty nice. He did a lot of just covers. It was cool. Okay. It, was it was right when... Um, he was just lonely. <laughs> it was right when um, um, uh, Michael Jackson was under trial for the 43rd time, or being uh-huh. accused of stuff. And so they did a whole free Michael Jackson. They played like three or four Michael Jackson songs in their style. So it was pretty cool. Uh-huh. That's awesome. That's awesome. <clears throat> Excuse me. Maybe uh, gave you a little taste of his soon-to-be solo career. Mm. 
Rob Thomas and Sinbad for life. Always sunny shout out. <laughs> All right. Most rewatchable film or TV show and why? Jeez. Come on. Are you serious? <laughs> um, anything by Wes Anderson. Anything by Wes Anderson you can watch over and over. Okay. In fact, one time I watched um, Fantastic Mr. Fox for an entire weekend on repeat. And I mean, I oh was doing God. cough medicine the whole time, but um, yeah. it was one of those where you can't tell where the movie starts or ends because you're high on cough medicine. I was young, um, but uh, all of his movies are so fun to watch. Grand Budapest Hotel, uh, Tenenbaums, That's I'm a, a West great Anderson movie. jerk. Yeah, yeah. All of his movies are classics in their own way. I still have to see okay. Bottle Rocket. That was his first one. But yeah, Wes Anderson or Tarantino. Why not? Same thing. Okay. Just any of their movies you could just watch. Yeah, forever. it's just fun. What movie do you think holds the record for you most watched? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, I was not expecting I that, that answer. I, was, I watched that a <laughs> lot, lot, lot. Okay. Maybe Space Jam. Did you... Because when, I, when Space Jam came out on VHS, I watched that like back-to-back over and over. It drove my parents crazy and my brother. Were you one of the kids that um, would just dream of how you would put together your Ferris Bueller's Day Off? No, I just like the um, – that's that's a cool notion, but really I just um, uh-huh. – I like the whole carefree, live life in the moment and take advantage of what you can type of phenomenon of the movie. Okay. Um, and I really like the voice acting of um, his, his – it's been so long since I've seen it now, I forgot everyone's name, but his, his best friend. Uh-huh. Whatever, um, uh, but he, he oh did that. Uh, no, I can't think of his name. Pardon my French, <laughs> but you're an asshole. Um, yeah. I this love is how the sausage everyone... king of Chicago. <laughs> I was gonna say I love how everyone following that movie for a long time. If you were like a party pooper or you were like a spoiler, what was her name? You were Trudy. You were a real Trudy. Mm-hmm. His sister. Yeah. <laughs> like you're being a real Trudy right now. Trying to give you yeah. trouble. Trying to rain on my parade. By the way, loved her. Like, that was a big, big high school crush of mine, even though gotcha. she was, like, 30 by the time that movie, by the time I saw that as in high school. <laughs> I can't give away mine for when my interview comes around, but I, I, I no, we're not gonna have do you. one. That's the, You're not going to get, no. This is your last interview, actually. <laughs> I don't get one. <laughs> There's a man behind All that right. door with a gun. What sport? Would you compete in if going pro was guaranteed? You, you mean assuming like I trained for it before I'm 36? Yeah, like, so what could you see yourself doing for like 15 years that you absolutely loved? You would have made a career in it. You're guaranteed you'll go pro at like, you know, between 18 and 22. Oh, boy. Um, I suppose um, I could do those slaps. Really? Yeah, that'd be fun. Well, pro slap person like dumpling slap them up yeah yeah yeah. if you want to get more um if you want to get more uh down down to earth i i guess i would like to i would love to be a pro skateboarder but i've never had that talent no but you're guaranteed the talent in this scenario so you were one of those kids that was on uh tony hawk going back to uh hypotheticals right so one of my hypotheticals is you can be you can be in any sport. So it's very similar to what you asked me, but you'll never uh-huh. receive money for it. You're just the master of it. 
Okay. No sponsorships, nothing. So I ask that a lot, and my answer is usually break dancing, pop lock and dancing, that kind of thing. I don't, okay. I'm not a good dancer, but um, that's my new answer is that. Spin on your head. Well, that's a sport. That's a sport. They, they have a, that's a professional sport. They have Absolutely. a, a for break dancing. People make money. So, uh, yeah, it, it terrifies me with some of the uh, high risk moves that they do. Cause I've seen people like break their arms and their legs and shit. Oh, break dancing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So like, uh, have you ever seen those dudes that have like a permy like callus on their head from like head spinning and sliding and shit? No, that's terrible. Super yeah. It's, wild. it's worth it. So like spinning, son. <laughs> You got you, you got two topics left. Two topics left. Hopefully right. we can make them count. Mm. All right, mm. let's see. Little one. Oh, what was your favorite fad? Your favorite fad. It could be fashion. It could be like an event. Okay. It could be like a All toy. Right. Um, I liked uh when baggy pants were in. Okay. Um I don't think they. I, I don't think they should ever come back. But the Jinko jeans and all that. I was really into that situation. Um, okay. I still will never wear tight jeans, um, just because, you know, I got a bit of a muffin top type of uh, physique. Uh, so baggy pants will always be in for Josh. Um, but uh, the super baggies were fun, and the big old fat pockets, and like. It was actually, to me, it was really attractive when women wore them. Like, it just, you know, you just got to, you're just cool. You're just so super cool, swinging and flowing, you know? Like uh, the Brittany um, Murphy and Clueless look? Yeah. Like yeah. her first look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some flair on them, too, maybe. Like the the old, uh, what do they call those in the 70s? The bell bottoms? With the bell bottoms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't ever want to be are coming like, back. tight in the groin, but... Uh, they should stay back. They should just stay back. Stay in. <laughs> don't don't stay back. Yeah. Stay in. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, as far as other fads, um, let's go quickly to video games. I liked the RPG, turn-based RPGs when that was really okay. in, early 2000s. There was like yeah. 30 out per year. Now you have to like go on your phone to find a JRPG. Um, as far as, uh, okay, Was movies. that like Final Fantasy? Final Fantasy type stuff, yeah. Yeah. Or StarCraft, like the real-time strategies as well. They used to be like yeah. the game, and then first-person shooters took over. Um, okay, gotcha. And then you said into uh, uh, movies? Uh, quickly on movies, I like this new fad of, um, I think, movies with a twist or movies with a surprise or um, uh, mysteries, uh, mystery thrillers, psychological stuff. Um, I think they're coming back into fashion is a, mm. as a matter of um this is talked about on popcorn and beers or other thing but uh i think that's the new fad that's coming back to get butts in seats in the theaters gotcha having a having a, a gimmick sort of i like the i like so you're talking about like uh the stuff that m night Shyamalan was trying to do but but not his style you're talking more murder on oh, the his orient style express too. death on well, the when dial you know, stuff like that when you know there's something that you don't know yet you know what I mean? Even gotcha. with like Memento, Shamalama Ding Dong. Um, we're watching Glass Onion for this upcoming um, popcorn and beers episode, and uh, I just I love a I love a mystery. Orient Express, mm-hmm. yeah. That's, that's death that's, on the Nile. That's cool. Oh yeah, you got to check that out with Miss Gail Godot. I would love to. Last question. I think it's on HBO. <gasps> 
Last question. So if you were stranded in the middle of nowhere, what would be your go-to activity and what would you have supplied to you if the supply was infinite? Like you could go to a box and you would just have a supply of whatever that was. Ooh, that's pretty good. Um, Well, yeah, it would be food-based. It would be um, cooked bowl of beans. Okay, just beans. Wow, that's right. You can have anything and you're like, nah, I'm just going to stick to my beans. Well, if it's a, if it's a, if it's a, if it's an infinite supply and it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's nice the, the way I make it. So it's a little bit of juicy. So you get your moisture as well. I mean, it's not your full water intake for the day, but it'll get you, it'll, you'll survive off of okay. good old fashioned beans with some juice in them. Maybe a little ham bone in there. I don't know. Um, now okay. to pass the time, um, I would do what I normally do, which is uh, talk to myself have negative thoughts and uh, I beatbox. Oh so when um, when most people would like hum or just look at their phone or whatever, I tend to beatbox um, just to myself, not like out loud performatively. I try to stay away from that because it's annoying. But um, yeah, even even when it's like inappropriate to make a bunch of noise, like in a doctor's office or whatever, I'm beatboxing in my mouth, like clicking my teeth together. Like I, it's almost like you know who else does that is um. Foo Fighters guy, he does that with his team. Oh, I've heard uh, it on, on Matt Grohl. Uh, yeah, Rob Rob Grohl um, or Matt. Golly. David Dor- Dave Dorvis. Yeah. David um, Grohl. Golly, I can't believe I did he's, that. He's the only person I've ever I, I know that does that as well because he's a drummer. So he was on Conan yeah. O'Brien and he showed it off. It, it sounds you know it's kind of like playing a snare, but you do it in such a way that it has rhythm. Um, so actually, one of my teeth is flat. My canine. Um, uh-huh. because it's part of my, um, mouth beatboxing with my teeth and my head. I can hear it in my skull. You know what I mean? You've just grinded it down. I'm not grinding it, but I've tapped it so many times that this is a flattened canine. You've caused human erosion in your mouth. I am erosion. That's so funny. I yeah, always, when, when I think about human erosion, I always think of uh, Hulk Hogan and he like shrunk three inches from dropping the big stinky leg drop. That's human erosion, dude. Now, hold on a minute, dude. (laughs) Well, brother, that was the end of getting to know the ingredients in the bag. And this episode, again, is with Joshua Berkeley. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Anything you want to leave the fans with? Uh, Check out my art on J.R. Berkeley. It's on the gram. Um Please leave some comments on Gorp. Tell us what to talk about. We'd love to hear your suggestions. And I can probably do 100 push-ups in two hours. So, And remember, at Gorp Show. Reach out to at Gorp Show and uh, the Sad Fan Cast. We'll see you all at the Sad Fan Podcast Network on YouTube. Thanks for listening.